Welcome to Real Radiant, a podcast from the heart to help you connect to your radiant self. I'm your host, Morgan Lesniewski, and each week I'm bringing on some amazing guests for real and honest conversations on topics like lifestyle, wellness, and how to live your best life. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Real Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Lesniewski, and I'm so happy to be back here for another episode with you all. I hope you all are doing amazing and are having an amazing day and an amazing week. It's Wednesday, hump day. So exciting. But today I am joined by Olivia Eve Shabo. She is the host of For You From Eve, a super popular podcast that I highly recommend you guys go check it out if you haven't heard of it. She was so fun to talk to. In this episode, we talked all about how she started her podcast, like where the inspiration came from and like major lessons that she's learned throughout the process. And we also talked about being okay with being alone and her go-to wellness practices, like her morning nighttime routine. So this is just a super great, fun episode for you guys to listen to. I know that you guys will definitely get something out of it. And I'm so happy that she was able to come on. And before we get into the episode, I just want to remind you all to please rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and let me know what you're liking not liking all that good stuff and follow the instagram at real radiant with two t's where i'm posting daily about the podcast lifestyle wellness yoga tips all that good stuff too so definitely go check it out and if you prefer a video format the podcast is available on youtube to watch we upload the zoom recording on there so definitely go check it out and you can find everything in the link tree link in the instagram bio so and without further ado here's olivia hi olivia thank you so much for coming on real radiant podcast i'm so happy to have you on today hi i'm so happy to be here and talk to you me too so i love starting off with this question and it is what is one quote that has resonated with you and changed your perspective on things like life jobs relationships anything like that Yeah. So my favorite quote is actually, it's my iPhone wallpaper and it says healing comes in waves and maybe today the wave hit the rocks, but that's okay. You're still healing. And I feel like it's just a daily reminder of the fact that a healing journey isn't linear. And it's like, you have aspects to heal in every single area of your life. It's not a destination. It's not like, I want to get to this certain point because once you get to a specific point in a healing journey, there's like another point for you to reach because your opportunities are endless. So I think it just reminds me like your healing journey is not for a destination. And there's going to be days where you're like feeling lower than other days. But at the end of the day, like you're still healing, like you're still getting there. Like it's okay. Take it slow. Be easy on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like that because so often we think in terms of like, oh, once I get to this point, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Or like, once I get to this point, I'll be fine and everything will be good. But in reality, it's never like that. And like, you may think that you are like, have reached that point or whatever, but as soon as you get there, like you said, something else comes up. And so just having that reminder that everything ebbs and flows and that Mm -hmm. with your healing journey, knowing that it's never going to end. It's just like a muscle. Like you have to work on it every single day, just like you would working out or something like that. So I really like that. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about you, like who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So my name's Olivia Eve. A lot of people think my first name is Eve sometimes because I have a podcast called For You From Eve and my Instagram is For You From Eve. So I do get addressed as Eve sometimes, which Olivia or Eve works. My name is Olivia Eve. I'm 22. I live in New Jersey and I'm also a student 
in marketing. So I go to school full-time for marketing um, in New Jersey. And then I also work as a marketing manager for my own clients. So kind of like an entrepreneur thing where I pick my own clients. And then on top of that, I have my podcast and social media. So I started my podcast a little bit over a year ago, and it's a lot about like wellness, lifestyle, self-love, kind of just like everything you would talk to your best friend about on FaceTime and like vent to me and my best friend throughout the day are sending audio messages to each other, like two, three minute audio messages about our day and about our plans and about a specific situation. And I think when I realized how much I love talking a year ago, I was like, I got to put used to this somehow. And I just started recording podcasts and here I am. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that a lot. And can you kind of like walk us through where the inspiration for For You from Eve came from, like where you were in your life when you first started that? Yeah. So I think a lot of people started a wellness journey when quarantine happened in 2020 mm-hmm. because we were all like stuck home with our thoughts. And I remember when 2020 first started, I was treating it like so horribly. I was at a point in my life when I entered college, I was just at a point in my life where all I was doing is like eating pizza every other day and mm-hmm. junk food and sleeping late and like not really focusing. I was not working out at all. And in high school, I was working out like every single day for sports. And then once quarantine hit in the beginning of quarantine, I kept those like unhealthy habits of like staying up till three or four and not having responsibilities. And then one day I just woke up because I started to feel very like lightheaded fatigue. My stomach was hurting me. I was reacting really badly to certain foods. My skin was breaking out. And I was like, this is a time where I'm home doing nothing. I've always had this like entrepreneur mindset. And why am I not putting it to use when I have the time to put it to use? So before for you from Eve, I actually had a whole personal thing called wellness and wardrobe. I posted all about wellness, my clothes, my fashion, and I kept it going for like a few months. And then I kind of got over it and I was like, why am I posting about fashion? I don't care about fashion. Like I'm posting about wellness, but I was kind of posting like forced recipes that I was doing because I saw other people doing it. And I was like, well, if other people are doing it, I can do it too. And then I quit that and I started something called Brewing Brunette, which was a coffee page where I posted all about coffee videos, like coffee aesthetic things. And then after a few months, I quit that too. And I remember like reaching a point where I was like, I want to be, you know, the start of something, but I can't find anything that I love doing. And why? Because I was copying what other people were doing. I was like, if this girl can do this, I can do it too. I'm just going to do it a little bit different because I saw other people getting successful at things. And For You From Eve was such, I like, whenever people ask me how it started, I don't even have an exact moment of like, oh, I'm going to start For You From Eve because it came so organically that at one point, I remember for you from Eve is always a username that I had for like secret Instagram account, like those like burner accounts that you just like Mm -hmm. follow a bunch of like influencers on. And I remember like using that account to make my own vision board, but I like was private with zero followers. I wasn't letting anyone on it. And then one day I was like, I feel like I could do something with this. Like, I feel like the name is cute. Like, I feel like I could like talk about things. And then one day I kind of opened it up and I started posting, like I opened it to a public account and I started posting things from my Pinterest and journal entries that I was making. And with like 20 followers, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast. Like I love talking. I listen to podcasts so much. I'm going to record like six, seven episodes with people. And if I like it, great, I'll post it. And if not, I won't. And one day I just like uploaded 
all like nine episodes within one week just to like start myself up and I realized how much I loved it and I was like wait this is so fun but I never put pressure on myself of like this is what you have to do I was like right now this is fun so I'm gonna keep uploading but I'm not gonna force myself to do this forever and eventually obviously it ended up being something I still do and love but yeah it was a very organic growth I feel like when I stopped looking at what other people were doing and what other people were talking about and was just like what do you want to do that's when it became successful yeah and I really like that you mentioned that you had other things going on before this because so often like when we're on social media and we're looking at other people and like their businesses and like the stuff that they're doing we assume that that has just been like their thing for ever and that's like the only thing that they've been doing and it was just like successful right off the bat but it's so important to remember that anybody especially if you have like an entrepreneurial spirit like you said Mm -hmm. everybody has like at least a couple things that they tried to do before one finally stuck and I think that's such an an important reminder for people who may be listening and are like well I want to try something like that or like I want to get to a place where I have something that is like mine and I work on and turns out really well and I'm like consistent with it. So I really, I really like that. that Yeah. It's like, it's realistic to try out different things. I remember like at one point I got told by like someone that like I value in my life and they were like, uh, one of my friends, she was like, you start all these things, but you never finish them. Like, why aren't you finishing them? And I remember getting so upset because I was like, oh my God, I do start all these things. But at the end of the day, I think those are the people that are the most brave and that will become the most successful because no one else is going to understand your mindset. No one else is going to understand your drive and your work ethic. At the end of the day, like if you are passionate about something, no matter what you're passionate about, you can be successful in it because it's something that you love doing, whether you're passionate and like walking, like even if you're passionate in walking, you can start like a walking series where you vlog your walks, like little things like that. Anything you are passionate about, you will be successful in. And I had that belief, but I was just waiting to find my passion. So it's like, there were times where I would get comments from people like, why'd you stop the coffee page? Why'd you stop this? Like you're so inconsistent or this or that. And I was like, I just, I couldn't answer it myself. And now that I'm at this point, I feel like those people are like, oh, like now I get it, you know? Yeah, no. And that's such a good point too. Cause like even family members will try like make fun of you and they'll be like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're starting something different now. Like you're doing some new endeavor and they kind of like criticize you a little bit for it, but it's like, it puts you kind of almost in a better position because at least you're trying. And I think like a lot of people, when they are judgmental on you, like starting a bunch of different endeavors and try new things and stuff like that, I think they just get intimidated by that because most people don't have like the courage to actually apply themselves in different ways or like think outside the box like that. So it's just always important to remember that when other people like say stuff like that, it's usually just coming from them and not from you or like them judging you and what you're doing you know yeah and I feel like podcasts are like fairly new like mm-hmm. they've been around I would say for a few years but I feel like recently this past year they're like really blowing up and it's like a lot of people just don't know what it is like the other day my boyfriend's grandma asked him what I did and he was like mm-hmm. trying to explain a podcaster I'm like she's not gonna get it like it's gonna sound like I'm a radio host to her like yeah just tell her I'm a student like we'll just leave it at that like because some people just they don't know what it is Mm -hmm. yeah exactly but I think that's that's like the good thing about starting a podcast because it is relatively new so like there are more Mm -hmm. opportunities to like do well and 
like whenever I hear people say like, oh, I'm thinking about maybe starting a podcast or like I want to do it. I always like encourage it because it's such a good platform to get into. And like, it doesn't matter if yours becomes successful or like, even if it's just like a small little thing, at least it's something for you to do other than like your nine to five or school, you know, it's just another outlet. Yeah, exactly. So like when you first started it, did you have like kind of this idea of what you wanted it to be? And like, since then, has it morphed into something else or has it stayed pretty true to what you wanted? In the beginning, it was a little bit more like business related than wellness. Like I was talking to a lot of like entrepreneurs in the beginning that I knew personally, or like my friends that had like huge Instagram followings I would talk to. And it was kind of more of just like, how'd you start your business? And like, how'd you start your boutique? How'd you start your online clothing brand? It was like very business related. And then I like myself got very into wellness because like I was dealing with a lot of health issues and I feel like my route was to like heal myself. And when I started going through like the physical health journey and wellness, like once I started to go through that, I was like, wait, I want people to like, I want to learn from people. Like this girl that I follow on Instagram, I want to hear her like speak to me. So interviewing people was also more for me to just like learn things and talk to these people and get to ask them whatever I want like the opportunity that a podcast gives you to literally sit there and ask this person and like pick their brain is amazing and you form such great like friendships with people and so I started interviewing a few wellness girls and I was like wait like I want this to be like my main thing and I do still love interviewing girls who are in business and who are entrepreneurs but I think my main thing is like girls who are into like holistic health and wellness and all that like fitness and all that stuff because that's like where I stand in my life right now I see myself more as like a wellness girl than a business girl like I think you can be both but I see myself more into wellness so it has morphed a little bit more from like business to wellness but I think overall it's always been about becoming a better version of yourself like as a woman and like your self-love journey and all that stuff yeah yeah and like with something like podcasting it's obviously very vulnerable and like you're on the mic you're telling people who you've never met things about yourself that you usually probably wouldn't tell anyone, you know? Mm -hmm. So how have you been able to like really feel comfortable with being so vulnerable online and like having strangers know things about yourself? Yeah, I love that question. I think in the beginning, I hated that. Like even when I would like post myself cleaning my room on TikTok, I'd be like, people are going to see what my room looks like. Like Mm -hmm. people that I go to school with, they're going to see me on TikTok. Like they're going to see my at-home clothes. They're going to see how I make my bed and what bed sheets. Like I would be bugged out by every single thing that I was posting on social media. And then especially when it came to my podcast, getting interviewed and doing my own episodes, I would get so like vulnerable about personal situations. And at first it was something that I would like sometimes edit out and be like, don't put that part in. Like that's too like, people don't care. It's too personal. And then whenever I did put those parts in, I would get DMs from girls just being like, thank you so much for saying this because it's so relatable. Like Mm -hmm. I've talked about like crying on my bathroom floor at like 11 PM and girls are like, I love hearing that because it makes me feel better. Like it makes me not feel alone. And so when I heard that girls like appreciated that and needed to hear that, I was like, wait, like they're right. Like, this is something I should be doing for them. And this is something that makes them more comfortable. And even for me, if I see my favorite influencer posting on Instagram, like their acne or something and being like, this is what I look like without makeup on. I'm like, that makes me feel better about my acne. It makes me not embarrassed or ashamed of it. And so it's definitely hard to put yourself out there because there's always going to be like 
criticism and it's tough when people criticize parts of you that no one else really should know but at the end of the day if there's you know five girls who will listen to my podcast and not feel alone like that's enough for me so once I started realizing girls needed that and wanted that I wasn't ashamed or embarrassed or scared to do it anymore I was like this is something I want to do like this is something I want to talk about I do definitely keep like some things a little private and like more personal. Like I don't really talk too much about like my family or my relationship too much, like into details. But at the end of the day, that's only because like, I'm like, okay, I signed up for this, not them. Like this isn't something I'm going to drag them into. But at the end of the day, I just think like, if I'm not vulnerable and out there with myself, people won't feel like they can be. So I'm going to try to like be that person. So other people can also put themselves out there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I always say this, like that vulnerability and relatability are like the two things that we crave Mm -hmm. most in life. And so just like, even when I listen to a podcast and I'm sure you too, and like someone is talking about like a crazy situation that happened to them that was like super embarrassing or like a deep struggle that they have, it always makes you just feel so much closer to that person. Even if you've never met them before, like you're never going to meet them. And I think nowadays, especially where everything is so like individualized, like especially throughout COVID and stuff, when we were doing everything on our own and it like can kind of feel like you're on your own a lot, like just Um, through social media, like everything's just a lot more isolated nowadays than what I think it used to be. And just having that platform and like ability to relate to somebody, even if you don't know them is so important. So I always like that when people are super, super open, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so like throughout your process of having the podcast, because obviously you go through a lot of growth and like personal growth throughout having it. What like major lessons have you learned that you probably didn't expect? I think, I think criticism is a big thing that I learned. (laughs) I'm sorry. I think criticism is a big thing I learned to accept. Like I used to be very sensitive and when getting on like a platform, you can't be like, sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll get TikTok comments that like, aren't like super mean, but will just be like, why'd you do this? Or like, why are you posting? TikTok is also a very like crazy wild place. Like it is the most toxic like social media app I've ever seen in my life. But sometimes I'll get like comments that are like, why are you showing us you waking up at 6am? Like, that's not realistic. And I'm like, oh my God, like I can't do anything without getting like one thing. Or like, why are you using the term that girl? Like, that's not realistic. Like little things. So I think that one of the lessons I lo- learned was like criticism is a way to grow, not a way to like go back. So that's something that I think like, even if I get a DM, that's a little bit hateful, but like not too mean, but just something like criticized, you know, this person respects me, but they didn't like this certain thing I said or certain thing I did. It like makes me realize that there's room for mistakes. Like it's okay. That's how you grow. And I always thought that like before starting my podcast, I had to be healed before I started it. And I had to be like, at 100 with my self-love and at 100 with my physical health before I told other people how to live their lives. And then I was like, I'm going through this with people. Like my community, I'm going through my healing journey with them. Like I'm going through all these things with them. I don't need to be at 100 and I probably never will be at 100. But at the end of the day, if I can do it with people that look up to me, that's what makes me feel happy because I always like, I feel like we always tell ourselves like, Oh, let me wait till I get at least a hundred followers to start this. Let me wait until I lose this amount of weight to buy this dress or like whatever it is. And it's like, we're always waiting to do stuff until we're at that point with ourselves. So I think with my podcast, I learned like, I don't need to be at a hundred percent to talk about these things or like to be an influence to people, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how, like, with the criticism, did you finally get to a point where, like, you could accept it and not feel bad about yourself? Because that honestly is so hard. And I think so many people probably struggle with that. The, like, that's one of the biggest things I think people struggle with, especially when people try to have, like, constructive criticism, but then they mm-hmm. still take it as, like, an insult or, like, hurt, hurtful or something. And it's, like, such an important thing to have a handle on because like especially with work or like anything you do in life you're always going to be criticized like it doesn't matter what it is like how did you get to that point I think well I grew up in a very small high school and like a very small town and like when you grow up in a small town everyone knows your business there's Mm -hmm. so many like rumors spread about you or like oh I saw her doing this she's probably like always so I like grew up in that environment which I think gave me like tough skin of like oh my gosh people will say anything like I grew up in an environment where I had like rumors spread about me or like people talking about me or you know situations with friends that like didn't work out and I think growing up in an environment like that gave me tough skin because it was like you can't be sensitive in this world like you can't let people get to you in this world I was always very sensitive when I was kind of growing up and then especially in high school I was sensitive because of everything I was going through with other people and then through like my midway of high school I was like no 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 like you can't be like this anymore like you gotta grow tough skin like at the end of the day people are either going to be saying something because they have good intentions and they want to help you or they're going to be saying something because they want to bring you down so I think I was always around people that would say things to bring me down and when I started college and I had like close friends or like my boyfriend or something giving me criticism I, it was hard for me to believe that people were giving me criticism to help me. I was like, no, there's a way that they're trying to tear me down in this. And so it took me a while to be like, wait, no, this person actually wants the best for me. Like this person isn't trying to bring me down. This person has no reason to be intimidated by me. And so I think once I got to that point of like, I have this close circle that actually cares about me and wants to bring me up. It doesn't matter that I have these people that are trying to bring me down. I think that when I got my first hate comment, I remember I like screenshotted it. Sometimes my friends, I was like, I made it. Like someone cares enough to tell me something's wrong. And so I think that hate comments really don't get to me because I've just forced myself to have tough skin. And then when it comes to criticism, I'm also in social media, like management, like I help people with social media marketing and you're, you kind of have to be open to criticism in that sense, because you could create something for your client and they could be like, this is nice, but I don't want that. And you have to be like, oh damn, like, all right, I got to create something totally different. So Mm -hmm. I think being in marketing and social media in general, you're not always going to have the same eye as your clients. So I think that helped me also just like get used to criticism and realize like this person wants the best for themselves. They're just going to show me how to like tweak this a little bit. And it's okay. Like I think of when I give people criticism sometimes and I'm like, I don't mean it in a bad way. So why am I going to take it in a bad way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You made a really good point about like having a support group around you and like that making it easier to handle criticism and stuff, because that, that is like an element of it that I think we often forget that when you have like really good friends and family members in your corner who, you know, even if they do say things that are a little harsh, that it's for the best for you, it makes everything else outside of that that you hear whether good or bad so much easier to like accept and not get bogged down by it Mm -hmm. and so like you said that you're really into self-love wellness like all that kind of stuff so what are your best go-to practices for those so my number one I always say is 
cleaning your space out, which I think should be your first step in anything you do. Like if I want to wake up tomorrow and I want to start a health journey or a wellness journey or self-love journey, like let's say you're listening to this episode, you're like, I'm motivated. I want to start becoming a better me. The first thing I'm going to tell you to do is to clean your space, like go through your closet, get rid of any clothes that don't serve you, get rid of like, go through every single drawer in your closet, even that like miscellaneous drawer that you don't know what's in there clean out your whole entire space, your bathroom, your closet, your dresser, your office, whatever it is, because this has to be the first thing I do no matter what, because if I'm not working on myself in a space that I love, then it doesn't matter. Like I can't work in myself. Like I remember even when I was just on a trip in Bahamas, if I would want to journal in the room, the room couldn't be messy. Like my sister had like her luggage open on the floor. I was like, absolutely not. Like I would zip it up. I would put it in the closet. I'd be like, I'm not, I can't like my mind will not function in a space that I'm not happy in. So that's my always first tip, no matter what. Another thing is like, if you want to love your space a little bit more, like spoil yourself with something like new flowers or like new bedding or, you know, just something that you're going to walk into your room and you're going to be excited. I think that's, unless you live on your own, your bedroom is your most important room because that's your space. Like it says so much about you. It's where you're spending most of your time. So my first tip is to always prioritize your environment because you could be journaling and meditating and eating healthy, but if you're doing it in a space that you don't love, then what does it matter? So that's always my first tip. And then I love journaling. I'm very on and off with journaling. I should be way more consistent with it, but I think journaling is so amazing for your mental health and just so amazing for your emotional health and just everything to get your thoughts out. And it kind of just like helps you get out thoughts you didn't even know you had and I like to meditate while I journal too. I don't do this like every day. I probably should meditate every day, but sometimes I just like roll out of bed and just start the day. But I think meditating is amazing. I always like to look up like a little meditation on Spotify for whatever I'm feeling. And it always just makes me feel better. It makes my brain be more at ease and then I can start journaling and start my day. And I think stepping out of your comfort zone is a really big thing for your self-love journey. Like doing things on your own that you never thought like you would do on your own. Like I know for me, when I started going to school in the city, I don't go to school in the city since quarantine, but when I was going to school at Pace in New York, I was like, wait, like I'm having lunch by myself. Like, this is so weird. Like I would go a full day alone. I would commute by myself. I'd be in class all day by myself. I'd get lunch and dinner by myself. Like I would just be sitting at a dinner table all alone. And that's something I never thought I would do on my own. But it's like, when you're in the city, it's a little bit more normalized, I guess. But it's something that I just learned to do stuff on my own. I learned to go to the gym by myself and do workout classes by myself and go to wellness events by myself. Like these things that I wouldn't normally do because, oh, I don't have a friend with me or I don't have my boyfriend with me. Like I started doing. And once you start realizing you're capable of like making yourself happy, you can still love your friends. You can still love your boyfriend. But once you have that power of, wait, I can make myself happy. You become so in love with who you are. You become so in love with like spending time with yourself. Like I love spending time alone. Like there was a point where I would get upset if there were plans made without me. And now like half the time when there's plans made, I'm not rushing to be there because I'm like, I just want to be alone tonight. Like I just went to the gym. I want to shower and cook myself dinner. Like I think having that relationship with yourself is so important. And unless you're doing little things alone and stepping out of your comfort zone, you're not going to reach that point. Yeah. Yeah. Being alone, like having your alone time and being alone is like you said, so important. Cause I think that's where you really get a sense of like who you are and what you want out of life. Cause I know for me, like any, 
during quarantine and I spent like a little bit of high school. Um, I like left for a little bit and did online school and I spent like a lot of my time alone then too. And like, I just remember back to those two points and realizing that those were definitely the two most probably pivotal points in my life where I realized like what I want out of life, my values, who I want to be and like who I want to surround myself with. And so like some people may be listening to this and they're like, well, I have this need, like I have this attachment style where I have to always be around other people and yeah. have somebody with me to do everything. So like, what would be your best recommendation for someone who wants to be able to do things alone and like be okay by themselves, but just can't? Yeah. I used to be like that. Like in high school, me and my best friend would do everything together. We went to high school together. She would go to like her volleyball games. I would go to my soccer games and then we'd hang out at night or like, it'd be like a Saturday and I'm like, I'm going to nap. And she's like, I'm coming over. Like I'm going to shop, right? Like I'm, I'm coming over. Like if I was going grocery shopping, whatever I was doing, I always had someone with me. And then when quarantine happened, it was like, wait, now what? Like, I can't, I can't go to the grocery store with my friends right now. Like I have to go alone and I have to like wear gloves and a mask and like completely isolate from everyone while I do it. Like I became, I got to a point where I couldn't spend time with myself. And I was like, wait, I don't think it's normal that I'm like afraid of my own company. Like, I don't think anyone should be afraid to spend a Friday night alone. Like I used to be at that point where I used to be like, no, it's a Friday night. I have to be with people or like all my friends are doing this and I wasn't invited. Like now what am I going to do? And it's like, I have to find new friends. I have to find new plans. But at the end of the day, you should never be afraid of your own company. And you should really force yourself to like take yourself out. Like think of yourself and like how you want to be treated by someone. Like how do you want to be treated when you have a boyfriend, right? Do you want to be taken out on like a dinner date? Whatever it is that you want to do, I think you should treat yourself with. And I remember the first day that I ever like had that moment with myself, I went on a hike at this place, like kind of like like 20, 30 minutes away from me. I went on like an hour, two hour hike where I just walked by myself. I had a podcast in, like I didn't ask anyone to come with me. Like I just went by myself. And then afterwards I went to like the farmer's market by myself, didn't tell anyone I was going. I didn't document it. Like I was like, I'm doing this for me. And then I remember like I came home and I like spent the day just like cleaning my room, like organizing my fridge, meal prepping. And then later that night, I like ordered myself my favorite dinner and I watched YouTube in my bed. And it was just such a comforting feeling because I was like, I went this whole day without updating anyone on what I was doing. I did everything by myself. And who reached out to me? No one. No one asked what I was doing today. Like I had my mind on my friends or this or that. And no one asked me what I was doing today. No one took the time to see me. And I think once I started to get to that point of like, wait, people don't care as much as you think they care. I was like, I got to care enough for myself. I can't expect people to always want me around, but I have to always want me around. So I think once you reach that point, just force yourself to like do, do your favorite thing that you ever do with yourself. Like whether it's bike riding in the city or whatever it is, do it with yourself and be like, you're going to be able to see like, wait, I can make myself happy with what I do. And then once you do that a few times, you're just going to get used to it. I don't think you should completely isolate yourself. I think you should still have friends, like still have a relationship if you're in it. I think you could work on yourself while in friendships and relationships, but I think that you need to work on yourself before you get into a relationship or start like a new friendship with someone. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And also like having the mentality of, you know, when you watch like love movie like romance movies or like you're listening to songs about love or like even reading like love poems having yourself be 
the focal point of that because like so often especially with songs I think songs is the best example like you listen to a love song or something and you think about another person but yeah. instead getting to a place <laughs> where you're like thinking about yourself kind of like in that yeah. way is so important too because like we give so much love and so much attention and all these things towards other people but then we never give that back to ourselves yeah. and it's like equally important if not more important to think of ourselves in that way I mean obviously not like romantically but just like yeah. getting to a point where we view ourselves as like someone to be loved and having that love mm -hmm. for ourselves because we are our own best friends and like getting to a place where we can actually acknowledge that and realize it and like rationalize it is so important mm -hmm. yeah and it's, it's not like an overnight thing like if you're listening mm -hmm. to this you're like I've been trying it's like it's not gonna happen overnight it's gonna take time like your mind can't just really switch like that but the first thing you have to believe is that your mind has the capability to switch like that because if you believe that one day you're gonna believe that it's gonna come sooner than you think mm -hmm. yeah it, just like we with what you said about like healing and your healing quote it ebbs and flows and there's going to be days where it's super super easy and like you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like oh my gosh I'm beautiful I love this person mm -hmm. and then other days you wake up and you look at yourself and you're like oh my god I just want to crawl in a hole and hide you know so yeah. it's just like remembering that on days like that where it's a little bit more negative just reminding yourself that it's okay to feel this way and like mm -hmm. I don't have to change anything about that but just like acknowledging the fact that no, even though I feel this way, I still do love myself and like this will pass. Exactly. Yeah. And so like with being alone and stuff like that and going back to that, how do you think we can establish boundaries if we have maybe people in our life who always want to do stuff with us? You know, like maybe we want to get to a place where we can have more alone time, but there's always someone in our life who's like, well, I want to go with you. And like, why didn't you include me in this? And like all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, just wanting to be with you who maybe is a little bit more clingy. Yeah. I think that's very normal for like relationships and like best friends. So like for me, I'm, I'm very lucky because and I, I don't think lucky. I think that I was meant to be with this person and like blessed to be with this person. I'm with a very independent guy. Like my boyfriend is super independent. And so I think that helps me. And it's like, when me and my boyfriend first started dating, we were both in college. Like we had all this alone time and free time to be with each other and always texting back and forth and FaceTiming every day and all that stuff. And then he got like his first like big boy job in finance in the city. And it went from like texting every day and seeing each other every day to like not even be being able to text throughout the day because he was, if you know, like any finance bros, like they can't be on their phone at all during the day when they're at work because of how busy they are. And so I went from like texting this person every day and seeing them every day to like, wait, I can't see this person Monday through Friday. I can't FaceTime this person Monday through Friday. Like, you know, and so I think being in a relationship like that at first was a really horrible thing. And I was like, this sucks. And then once I got to this point of like, wait, I love myself. Now I'm so grateful for it. And I'm like, wait, I kind of love that. Like me and my boyfriend only text like, good morning, good night. That's it. Like during mm -hmm. the day he does his thing. I do my thing. And I love it because I can still be independent, but then like come home to someone and be like, wait, now I'm like, you know what I mean? So I think being with someone that respects those boundaries, that person will only respect those boundaries if they are at a good place with themselves. So when I was at a point of like, insecurity and not loving myself if it was a Saturday and my boyfriend was like I'm gonna go to the gym today and I'm like why didn't you invite me that's because I couldn't do things on my own at that point but if he told me that now I bet like, cool I'm gonna go to the gym too like 
separate gym, separate workouts. Like now I'm at a point where I can do these things by myself. So if your friend is someone that sees your location at the mall and it's like, why didn't you tell me to come? Like I've been home bored all day. Yes. It comes from a place of love of like, this person wants to see me, but at the end of the day, it's because they don't do those things by themselves. Like they don't enjoy their own company. So they don't understand why you do. And they see it as more of a spiteful thing. They see it as more of like, maybe she's mad at me. Why? Because they're not at that point with themselves. So they can't view it as like, Oh, she just wants to spend time with herself because they don't recognize that within themselves. So I think for me, me and my friends kind of grew out of doing everything together naturally because we all got like jobs and we were all like moving in different directions, different majors in college. So it kind of happened like organically, but I think that there was a point where I was kind of isolating myself because I was so busy with like my podcast and working out. I think especially when I started working out, I just like revolved my whole life around it. And so I was so busy with just everything. Even right now, like I'm in a summer class, I'm working for like a client for marketing. I'm doing for you from even I'm doing social media. Like I am busy, like 24 seven, there's always work for me to do. So I'm not like doing things with friends as much. And when you kind of start to distance yourself, some people, like I will get texts from some people being like, are you okay? Like you're not answering group chats. Like you're not coming to hang out anymore. And it's never a spiteful thing. It's never like an I'm mad at you thing, but I'm just like, I'm just really busy. And I hate saying that sometimes because like I, even I think as busy as you are, you should still make time to see your friends. But I just love doing things on my own. Like I love going to the grocery store by myself. I love going to the gym by myself. Like I love doing things on my own. And so if you have someone in your life that's not respecting that, I think that number one, it's because they're not at that point with themselves. And number two, I think a respectful way to say it is just to tell them like, I'm working on myself, you know, like I'm working on my own journey. I love you. And I want to spend time with you. Make sure you're also though, like if you are in that point, make sure you are prioritizing your friends because they really do love you if they are a good friend. So be like, Hey, but I'm really busy this week, but let's get dinner Friday night. Or like, I'm really busy doing this this week, but like, let's hang out Sunday or whatever it is, because you don't want to, your friends to feel like you can't work on themselves with them in your life. So I think just telling them like, I'm just doing this for me, but like, I want to spend time with you later is something that's really going to help your relationship with them. And if they love you and they're a good friend, they're going to be like, okay, I get it. And they're going to respect that. And they're going to be like, I love that for you. And I'm excited and happy for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's also a sign of maturity too, when you are getting to a place like that. And like, we're both 22, you know, and in college, it's a really good environment where you're like doing everything with other people. But then as you mature and get older, we get our own lives, you know, you're focusing on your career, you have other stuff going on. So there's not like as many opportunities to be around people as often. And like, if you have friends in your life who are kind of like that, and who are all constantly like asking you to do stuff or like getting upset about not being invited to do stuff with you, even though you're like are alone. I think it just like takes a lot of maturity to get to a point where you are comfortable with being alone and like where your friends are comfortable with being alone too, like you said. And Mm -hmm. as we grow, uh, as we're getting older and stuff, it's so important just to remember that like, it's okay to have more responsibilities and like not have enough time to be around people and like hang out with your friends, but make when you do hang around them, more quality like even though it's maybe not as long like the quantity isn't as much but like the time that you're spending with each other is really good quality time like where you're not on your phones you're really just using Mm -hmm. the time to like catch up have fun and just be with each other yeah exactly and like yeah I mean I might have big like FaceTime friends where they just like FaceTime like throughout the day and like 
there's times where like I feel bad if I have a friend FaceTiming me at like 10 a.m. and then at 2 p.m. and I'm like I'm in a meeting I'm recording I'm at the gym Mm -hmm. like I do feel bad sometimes being like that and whatever but at the end of the day you're like it's your life like you have to put yourself first in some situations and you should still have fun with your friends and keep communication but I also just like I've let it stop me like if I've I've had days where I'll just be on FaceTime with my friend all day and I'm like I got nothing done today and now I'm behind so it's like mm-hmm. you really do have to just like put your work first sometimes and prioritize that too yeah definitely know your priorities and so for you like what are your best because I love hearing this from people like your best go-to morning and night routines to like help keep you on top of your tasks and feeling good yeah so I just like reinvented my morning and night routines to like something way more realistic. I used to be like, I'm going to wake up at, I used to wake up at like 5am and go on morning walks or like wake up at five and go to the gym super early. And I was like forcing myself to be a morning person and to be active in the morning. And now that I like know my routine, like I'm like, okay, this is like what's made for me. So on most days, like on good days, I'll wake up at like seven to 8am, just like wake up on my own. I don't have to be awake for anything necessarily, but I just like to wake up at that time. I always have to start my morning with like water and my vitamins. Every single morning I have like a set of supplements I have to take. So I always take those in the morning with my water. And then I try to have some type of like, whether it's like greens or like a ginger shot, like something, whether it's like a celery juice or my bloom supplement greens, like something before I have my coffee. So I like to drink my greens or have like a ginger shot or something. And then I, if it's a good morning, I'll put on my AirPods and I'll sit in my bed and I'll put a meditation on and just like do breathing exercises. I'll take out my journal. I have like a mad happy journal that I absolutely love. And I'll journal inside of that while the meditation is like going on through my head. And then I like to, this is kind of weird, but I like to get in my workout clothes in the morning, even though I don't work out until like 4.30 PM, because I think when it's already on me, number one, I feel put together when I'm like doing my tasks throughout the day. Number two, I'm going to stick with my workout if my workout clothes are already on. So I put them on in the morning, right after I'm done meditating and journaling. And then I'll make my bed. I'll like do my skincare. And then I always like to sit at my desk and I have this like daily to-do list that I got from like Amazon and I'll write out every single thing that I have to do for the day, just so I don't forget because everything's like kind of fresh in my mind, either the night before or the morning of. So I like to make sure I like fill it in the night before and then new things that I think of when I wake up, I'll write down too. So I like have it ready. And then as for night routine, I would say my night routine starts at like, oh, and my favorite thing about my morning is my, is my coffee. Like every, every morning I have coffee with breakfast. I'm honestly so bad at breakfast. Like it's something I always forget to eat because I'm not hungry in the morning, but I have to like force myself. And then when it comes to night routine, I normally get home from the gym at around like 6 PM or like 6 30 PM. And the first thing I like to do is eat dinner. Cause I'm like starving after my workouts. I take a shower, I do my skincare and then my new like nighttime rituals, if that makes sense. I love lavender essential oil. I put it in my oil diffuser. I'll put it like on my wrists and like on my temples right before I sleep. I'll put on the red lights in my room. So I got these like red light night lights and like I have the um, LED lights. I'll make them red and I'll have my Alexa play brown noise, which is like a brown noise that's supposed to like stop internal thoughts. And I always like to spray my bed with like this like lemon lavender room spray. So I have like a very like intense night routine because falling asleep is something that's not easy for me. 
I used to always fall asleep to TV and I'm trying to train myself not to, it's not an easy transition, but I'm trying to train myself not to fall asleep to TV anymore. So I'll try my best to like not go on a screen. Like I'll go on my phone a little bit, but I won't like open up my laptop to watch YouTube. I won't put my TV on. I'll normally just like either like read my Bible or journal or read like the current book I'm reading or something just to like make sure I'm looking at like that. That's something that's going to make me more tired looking at like words on a page. So I'll try to like read something before bed. Sometimes I'll make like a detox tea before bed too. But yeah, I have like a more specific night routine just because it's hard for me to like go to sleep. And I, I hate the nighttime. I hate when it's dark out. Like I'm a morning person. I'm an afternoon person. I hate the nighttime. So yeah, those are kind of my routines on good days. Like today, this morning, I did not have a good morning routine. I woke up like at like 8.30, I had my greens. I didn't do my meditation, my journaling. I was like, let me just prep for this podcast. Like after that, I'll eat breakfast. Like I was not like on it this morning at all, but majority of the time I am. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's good that you can acknowledge that though, because like you can't expect yourself to be on top of it every single day and to like follow the same routine. Because like, if you're just forcing yourself to do it, even though you just are not in that headspace, then it's almost counterproductive because you're you're not actually like, getting the benefits from it you're just doing it to do it and like cross it off the list so it's like good that you can acknowledge that and I love your night routine by the way like that's awesome and I'm the same way like I don't really like the nighttime I gotta dread dread going to sleep but Mm -hmm. like the brown noise and like the red lights those are really good tips yeah and yeah it's it's you will eventually fall in love with your routine where you want to wake up and like when Mm -hmm. I used to work out in the morning I just try to force myself some days I will like wake up at seven and like the other day I woke up at like 6 a.m and I tried to go back to sleep and I couldn't because I slept at like 9 30 and I was like you know mm-hmm. let me just go to the gym like let me just go to the gym it's like I'm already awake so I went to the gym in the morning and I do sometimes leave the gym at like 8 a.m and I'm like I feel great I can get a coffee after I can start my day on a good note but mm-hmm. I've just learned I prefer working out later at night maybe one day it'll change but I don't want to like force myself to love a specific routine like if I do it for I was doing the working out in the morning for like two months and I was like I still don't love it so why am I going to keep doing it and now I'm like at a point where I'm like okay I love my morning routine I love my night routine it's not something I have to force myself to do anymore it just happens yeah yeah and that's like a good acknowledgement that you have with yourself because especially with social media and everything it's so easy to think that like you have to get up early and work out and like you have to follow a certain routine but just knowing what works for you is so important and it like gives you a little bit of an advantage so that's good yeah and do you have any like books podcasts or other resources that you'd recommend either on stuff we talked about or just stuff you really really love my favorite book that I'm currently reading that I had, I interviewed um, Audrey Faze on my podcast and mm-hmm. she recommended the book, The Healing Code to me. And I haven't finished it yet because I'm like trying to take my time with it because of how much I love it. And I don't really want, it's like basically a healing story type of book, but it's absolutely amazing. I definitely recommend listening to it if you're like going through the healing journey. So The Healing Code, Atomic Habits is a great business mindset book. Um, I would say like think and grow rich is also a great book if you're like really into business, but I think that atomic habits is just like habits for like an overall, like overall good life. And the healing code is very good for like healing journey. And then for, I'm like more of like a, like reading for entertainment, but like I've been trying to get more into like self-help books. And then for podcasts, 
for entertainment I love call her daddy I know it's like Mm -hmm. such a basic answer but it's the most like entertaining podcast I've ever listened to and then for more like educational and like becoming better I love the Mimi Bouchard podcast Mimi B I think that she's very informative I love the skinny confidential is has like amazing guests on extremely consistent every single one of their episode hits and then um Jay Shetty is amazing his voice is so calming to listen to and he has such wise information and Ed Milet. Ed Milet, I think is absolutely amazing when it comes to like wellness and bettering yourselves and it's like so funny because he's like this big macho guy and then he talks and you're like wait like he's so like sensitive or like you know on this journey and it's just like I love him I love the guests he has on the stories he tells like my favorite episode by him that my boyfriend sent me is I think it was the no bs guide to self-confidence or something and she basically Mm -hmm. talks about like her self-love journey and how there were like all these voices in her head that would tell her she wasn't pretty enough or that she wasn't enough in general and she's like I learned I'm never going to stop those voices but I can learn to use them to my advantage like I can learn to listen to them and see myself differently and so I remember I like had a mental breakdown with my boyfriend one day about like self-love confidence and he was like listen to this episode and it literally changed my life I think that he has an amazing podcast if you've never listened to him Mm -hmm. yeah I really want to read his new book like the power of one more I haven't read it but I hear really good things about it but those are all really great yeah 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 he's great and where can people find you like your Instagram website podcast info all that stuff yeah so my podcast is for you from Eve um and my Instagram is also for you from Eve my TikTok is Olivia Eve Shabo S-H-A-B-O I do post on TikTok pretty much like two three times a day I'm always posting like podcast content on that too and yeah those are pretty much the only socials I use I use like Pinterest a little bit but like not really well thank you so much for coming on this was of so course great. thank you for having me this was so fun I love being on podcasts it's so fun